Hi, Bruno Sousa. So is this Sousa actually pronounced perfectly? Uh, the way it says Sousa. Sousa. Okay, so I was 20 years wrong. So Sousa. But Bruno is okay. <laughs> Bruno is perfect, yes. Yeah, Bruno Sousa. Okay, sorry for that, Bruno. No problem. Man. Welcome back. And uh, now we can focus on content. It could be freestyle conversation, but somehow loosely Java-related. Yeah, I love that, man. Look, uh, for me, the most important thing is to be with friends and, and talk about different things, right? So thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for being here. Yeah. The, the most important question, of course, is uh, what happened with your flag? Is it still active during you know, the pandemic times or is somehow virtu became virtual flag or what, what you're doing with the Brazilian flag now? Well, one thing I can show you, you're not going to be able to see on the audio, but this is, ah, okay. you know, it's a little, it's a little button here uh -huh. where they have me with the flag, right? So okay. that's, that's, that's as much as I'm wearing the flag those days, right? It's, it's become uh, virtual, I guess, because uh, really, you know, the flag has been, um, you know, something that I use in ev at events, right? But there's no event, right? So yeah, okay, exactly. <laughs> So, but a virtual event, so you could do something virtual with that. Yeah, I could do virtual. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't really think too much about that. It's, uh, you know, that's, uh, I have the, you know, basically. Let, let me tell you about the you asked about the flag. So the reason I started using the flag, right, is actually to get people to, you know, we we were a group of Brazilians, and I couldn't find them. Right, I told them I was going to be <laughs> in a certain place, of Moscone yeah. Center, with the Brazilian flag, so they yeah. would see me. Right, so they could actually get the tickets to get inside the event and all that, and so you know, no one showed up, and so I was like, man, I gotta give those things to, uh, I gotta find those people inside the event somehow, mm -hmm. and so because I told them to look for the Brazilian flag, I just kind of put the flag on my back so they could find me, okay, right, and and that worked, right? They did find me, so that was great, and so so since then I've been using the flag to actually help people find me, uh, and come to have a conversation. I'm I'm. You know, my wife makes fun of me. She says that uh, that I say that I'm a I'm an introvert person, and I have difficulty talking with people. But it, she says, "Oh, but you talk to so much. You talk with so many people." But but reality is that it's a lot easier for me because I'm I'm very introvert, and and I have a very hard time in reaching out to people and saying hello and starting a conversation. I'm I force myself a lot to do that, but I I have a hard time, and so for me. Uh, uh, when people know who I am and they come talk to me, uh, it's a lot easier, right? So I think the flag is a way to break the ice. It's a way for 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 people to reach out to me. And I even have a funny story. Uh, uh, you know, Frank, right? Frank Greco from oh, New York. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. So so Frank sent me a message one time, and and you know we we knew each other online. We have never met, and so he sent me a message one time and he said, "Yeah, man." You know, find me on event, right? I'm the guy walking around the Brazilian flag, mm -hmm. and so, so he, you know, so he says that he he thought I had like a button uh, on my shirt with the okay. Brazilian flag or something, <laughs> like that. and so, and so, you know, so 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 we didn't we didn't see each other during the whole event. So so the very last moment he was leaving, he sent me an email. He said, "Bruno, I didn't find you, so I'm I'm gonna leave." He said, "No, man, I'm right here at the stairs. So come here right now. I'm right here at the stairs. We're gonna meet." And so when he comes to me and say, "Oh, you're Bruno, and you know, and you and you have a flag, right?" So I saw you walking around, but I didn't realize it was you. Like, who else would you be walking around the Brazilian flag and tell you to look for the flag, right? So, 
that was a funny story from the from the way back when. But yeah, you know, it, it has. That's mostly the reason. And so now that everything's online, right? And actually, people come to see us online. So so it's so the flag is is is, uh, um, you know. It's maybe it's not needed. I don't know. I, I I actually never thought about wearing the flag during the online events. Um, yeah, but you could have you know virtual background or whatever emoji or how how it's called. But um, uh, funny story oh, I because do, I do have a, I do have a flag right there on my virtual ah, background. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's background, true. So that's true. But I saw you a couple of times with the flag, and my impression was you know that uh, you are a showman or or extra extrovert, you know. So I actually didn't want it to <laughs> to 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 talk to to you because I thought you know you're like you know showman, you will do whatever I don't know. And and then I met you the first time we we had a talk. I think it was in the bus when we went to Treasure Island in in a show. So mm -hmm. then I said okay. Now is a little bit quiet moment, so we can have a conversation about Genie and Java. That was actually a nice conversation. And yeah, that's a good one. An another funny story for me. So um, the, uh, I met a guy at Java One, and the uh, from uh, the funny stories. At Java One back then they were like you know ten, fifteen thousand people, and uh, right. what 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 happened to me that you always met the same people. You know, and this is like a psychological yeah. uh, thing because you are scanning, you know, the the crowd, and of course you only recognize people you know. But uh, I, I I met the guy several times, and we always um, I had a, a conversation in English. And then I met mm -hmm. the guy again at the Munich airport, and it turned out that well, he was German actually. And I never asked him, you know, <laughs> where are you coming from? So the entire week, we you know we talked to each other in English. Also, he was from Germany, actually from Munich. So this was also funny. So this was Java one story. And um, yeah, so Java One was actually great times, right? So back then, so it was a, a nice to 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 think about that because it was somehow unique, and uh, it is hard to replicate, I would say. Yeah, I, I think that's you know you said an interesting thing about that we always meet the same people, right? And and you know I I think that one interesting thing about Java One and some other events too, right? That that we keep coming to it every year, and then we have that opportunity to to have those friendships, right? Yeah, that you know, like you said. A lot of times we don't know where people are from, right? Yep. You know, I'm the crazy guy with the Brazilian flag, so lots of people assume I'm from Brazil. So, and, and that that is a true assumption. But but most of the people you don't know where they are from. We don't know what city they are at, right? And so, uh, um, one, one other thing that I love to do that's a little bit outside of these events, actually travel and to visit the user groups, right? So, mm -hmm. I, so so I so I've done tours in the U.S. I've done tours on. On in Europe, in Brazil, right? You know, every, every in, in Latin America, every time, every time I can, because then we actually get to see people where they are, right? So mm -hmm. in their cities, in their houses. You know, I'm very, very grateful to the Java community that many people have received me in their house. I slept uh, uh, in, you know, in couches and and, and bedrooms and uh, from lots of different people, and I've met them and you know, went to their their favorite restaurants. And so I think that's this is the you know I, I love the fact that, we, that everyone comes together to the same place you know to, to Java one or Oracle code one or or you know DevOps or other other you know TDC the developers conference uh, I love the fact that everyone comes to the same place so we can we can get to see all everyone together right but there's this other opportunity also for us to travel and meet each other where they are where, you know where we are and so you know I always open my house and anyone that comes to to Sao Paulo, for example, I always open my house to say, you know, let's come here. Uh, you, you know, you, you, let's do a barbecue, right? So we we had, you know, or, or Steve's chin, for example, when he did the barbecues around Oracle Code One, it was always great to be in his house. So I think there's 
you know, there's, there's two sides of this friendship, right? Because it's a crazy friendship, right? I remember Aaron Gupta, his wife would call us his um, his event family. <laughs> you know? So, and that's true, right? You know, because because there's people that we meet event after event, and and we kind of create this this nicely uh, uh, friends and family feeling, right? During the event, we're very very close together, but then. Uh, many times during the whole year, we don't see each other, we don't talk to each other, and so it's very, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting di dynamics. Actually, I'm right after the Ehex TV show, which I do, month uh, do monthly. This is like a, um, there's a GitHub gist and people asking questions, and uh, mm -hmm. in one hour I answer all the questions at once, once a month. But this is the mm -hmm. uh, 93rd show, so I'm doing this 12, almost eight years, so it's crazy. And uh, oh, man, and awesome. I, yeah, and I never saw the people actually. I only you know sometimes recognize the names and only the icons from GitHub, you know. But it's still relationship. <laughs> this is interesting. So yeah. I, uh, so it, actually almost like I know event family almost. Uh, and and I never met them. And uh, right now there was uh, today as one hour before there was earlier was on Adam from Costa Rica asked questions and uh, it was actually also fun. So I don't know. Uh, so nice community Java people I would say. Yeah, it is. That that's that's a great thing. And and, and I agree with you. That's very interesting because um, you know just yesterday, mm -hmm. right? I was because I, I just arrived today from from this event that we were doing at the developers conference and we, you know, we, we had like a, it was, although it was online, but it was recording in the studio. I mean, it was transmitted directly from the studio. So I, so I traveled, uh, uh, to actually be there with everyone else from the team. And so, and so yesterday I was in Yara's house, right? So over there, I actually matched one person that she was part of, you know, the initiative they were doing, you know, she was part of the, of the events. And, and she came to ask questions on the Korea track, right? Like, like you're saying, right? So she was just talking on the chat. And then suddenly we, oh, yes, I, I'm that person that was there in the chat. And now we are meeting in person. Yeah. So like, it's, it's, it's so cool. Uh, when, when you, when you have this relationship and sometimes a long term relationship, right? So no, yeah. I also like you, I have lots of people that come to my, my conversations and ask questions and come to, to my, my, my mentorings, right? And then suddenly you actually put a face uh, to a person. Even in my, in my that's let me, let me tell you a funny story. I, I have a group of mentees, right? And and because I want the, the mentorings to be very easy, uh, so people can participate very easy. So I, I never require them to, to, to turn the camera on, right? And so I have there's a lot of people that I meet every week, and we do things together. We work on projects together. And then suddenly we decide to do a presentation together, right? And then for the first time, like after months, for the first time I actually see the person, right? Hey, that's you. <laughs> so, By the way, the turning camera on, maybe there's a mistake because uh, what I also doing is an online workshop, but you know, with, uh, not with uh, uh, juniors, but with developers. And I almost, mm -hmm. you know, push the people, turn your camera on because what happens then, you get a wall f full of faces, and there is a no. Also, the people um, have a relation with each other, different relation. Right. If, there, if there is face on screen, and uh, what mm -hmm. I remember, it was uh, you know one and a half year ago. There was the, the first online workshop, and there were people from US. So they were uh, um, there was very early because of, of the time shift, and uh, there mm -hmm. were people from Austria. And the people in US were hyperactive, so they asked lots of questions, and the people of Aust Austria were rather lazy, I would say. So there was a nice dynamic mm -hmm. in the entire group, you know, the lazy people from Austria and the great people from US. And uh, also, 
greatest sto story ever. Uh, I also uh, interviewed the guy at Airhex FM. There was one uh, guy, a lawyer actually, from Utah, I believe, from US. He is now mm -hmm. 74 or, or 78, and he decided to become programmer again. And he joins mm -hmm. the workshops with 74 or 78, and he's actually to the point great because he had asked no questions. Uh, I have the structure and how to implement the so the, the, these very pragmatic questions. So, um, and and he also attended from US, you know, and had great questions. And young Austrian guys, you know, to, totally lazy. So this was actually nice. So I would say uh, requiring some someone to turn the camera on may be a good thing actually because there is different relation, right? More fun. It's more yeah, fun for I sure. Think, I think so. More fun for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. no problem. Okay, so yes, you know, I, I really think that's, um, uh, uh, you know, especially on online, right? You know, having the relationship with each other is so important, right? And I think, and you know, the camera helps. Uh, but one thing that I I noticed that helps a lot. Actually, there was even a um, a research. Uh, when was that? Like like a month ago, there was a new re uh, research that came out of that. You know, what helps a lot on those relationships is, you know, asking questions, right? You know, yeah. when people ask questions and they ask questions, like you're doing here, right? So when you ask questions, not about the technology, but about their lives, about the problems they're going through. And, you know, that sometimes we we tend to think that those questions are awkward, right? And, you know, we, we don't want to intrude or we don't want to be asking too, much, too many personal questions. But when you do those kind of things, what happens is that people get to know each other a little bit better yeah. and they, 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 they forge a relationship. We actually do one thing that I, I, I think it's amazing, right? So, so we do the, the why discovery workshops, uh, you know, from, from, the, from the find your why from Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and those why discovery, we, we actually share stories with each other. And it's amazing because we get to really know who the, per, the, who the person is. We get to really get like a glimpse Right on their on their real lives. So that's that's pretty awesome. So, so the question now: um, Are you still programming something, or you are becoming you know, a complete soft skill manager? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to be yeah, I, I no, I still I still consult with people, right? So mm -hmm. um, I do a lot of development, uh, especially for me. We still have a we still have a a, a tools company, right? So, yeah. so mm -hmm. uh, that, that does things in the cloud. So yeah. I still do a lot of programming, mostly related to infrastructure, right? That's that's my that's my main thing that I ever done, is kind of you know build infrastructure kind of things. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, yeah, what company are uh, still uh, just to, to to refresh it? So, what's the name of your company and what the company is doing and what what are you doing right now? Right. So, so yeah. So, so we have we have uh, you know the, the name of the company. Uh, first of all, I have two different companies. One's called Summa Technologies, mm -hmm. and it's a consulting company where we we help like especially big. Uh, companies, mostly banks, but mm -hmm. also big retail companies, and you know, uh, doing doing very very large projects. So, so that's what we, we we work on, and so I still do a little bit of consulting on that. And uh, uh, big and the, projects, the also cloud projects or architecture, or what? Yes. Okay. Cloud, cloud, a lot of cloud projects, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of integration prob uh, uh, projects mm -hmm. too, right? So, mm -hmm. so especially, you know, for example, we we working on. Uh, uh, you know the Brazilian ink. Actually, we have like a large portfolio of different things. So, for example, we we work from from the the income tax application in Brazil. That's a desktop app, right? Okay. Um, all the way to the to the to the, the, the to the to the to the system that connects the banks. Right? I'm not sure how to say that in, that in English, but mm -hmm. you know, there's a, the system that connects uh, the, the bank transaction at the end of the day, right? So, so we, we we've helped build that one too. So you know, so we yeah build all kinds of different things, 
And so, uh, um, so I still do consulting for that, but also, but most of my time today is, 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 you know, is, is doing on, on the other company. It's called Tools Cloud. And so it started with, with a, to be, be more like a DevOps company. Mm-hmm. And we have tools in the cloud, um, you know, development tools in the cloud. So we still have lots of customers for that one. And that's, that's, that's where most of my development is still done. But, uh, but then at some points, man, what happened was that, that's, I was, I was, you know, I was helping people do DevOps, right? So that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, th- that's one thing that I thought was very important for developers to really take the responsibility to actually get the code all the way out, right? So a lot of, a lot of times developers just think that, yeah, we can just write code and that's it. So I was doing this whole, you know, all these tools for, for, for DevOps and, and, you know, helping people get things in the cloud. And then I started noticing that it's more than just the code, right? It's actually taking responsibility for the whole life, for the whole career, right? And so that's when, you know, Tools Cloud kind of transitioned into more of a career, uh, you know, kind of expanding to not only do the code, not only do uh, the DevOps, but expanding to more the career discussion. So, and so that's that's what I do most of my day. I still do a little bit of development. Oh, interesting. But most of what I do is is actually um, mm-hmm. working on and well you know i do help lots of people become open source developers so it's so in a way it's okay. still it's still a lot of a lot of coding for that too so yeah. um a question regarding uh, cloud so w- w- what kind of clouds or so private clouds and aws asia gcp or what clouds are in use in your companies mostly yeah so so there's there's two clouds that we use mostly one is aws right there's, there's two we do mm-hmm. a lot of that on aws um, I think it's a, it's a very flexible cloud mm-hmm. uh, that has all kinds of tools, all kinds of, of things that you can do. But the one that I use a lot too, that's, that's, you know, because I'm a small company, that's easier. Uh, and, and, and I get everything done a lot faster. There's just Jelastic, right? So Jelastic is a good partner, good friends. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a lot of things that I do is, is it's on top of Jelastic because then I can focus on what I want, you know, what what I do, mm-hmm. and I leave a lot of the infrastructure, a lot of the issues uh, on their hands, right? So, so we had already a podcast with Ruslan. It was great. So he's a great guy, actually. Yes. But uh, yeah, well, Jelasko was just Jelasko was just acquired by by Virtuoso, like you know, so oh, very okay. recent. So so yeah, so that's that was that was a that was a, a pretty big thing for them, and I still run a lot of my workload, a lot of my customers on on Jelasko. That's awesome. It's interesting because um, I don't know. Um, we can uh, a little bit talk about uh, the, the experiences in the clouds. So um, mm-hmm. what I also see uh, the last two years, I got lots of you know requests helping companies to move to the cloud. But mm-hmm. at least in Europe, what uh, what what developers or managers are thinking, you know, we need Kubernetes in the cloud. So there's like if they, if they mm-hmm. think cloud that it has to be Kubernetes, you know. And the truth yes. is that Kubernetes came fairly late to the public cloud. Mm-hmm. If you if you take a look, you right. know, AWS, EKS is, more, I would say, is really one year old, maybe. Uh, AKS, mm-hmm. also Asia. And uh, Google, of course, forever. So GCP is uh, because sure. they, they invented Kubernetes. But uh, I would say in the cloud, Kubernetes is maybe the most expensive in the most complex solution you can possibly get <laughs> with a very little right. added value. So uh, what we do actually, oh, and the next thing is people believe that Java is absolutely not suitable for the cloud. 
and uh, mm-hmm. which is also not true at all because if you look at the tooling you, you mentioned on ASC, so AWS, I don't know whether you know CDK, of course, right? Cloud Development Kit in Java is just great in combination with Maven. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in serverless, if you use AWS Lambda with Java, zum Beispiel, it's, it's great because you know the first call is a little bit smaller, uh, slower, but then uh, you get milliseconds response times and you're actually saving money because you know the JIT in Java works perfectly. So mm-hmm. what what I did actually in the last two years, you know, try to explain, we can of course do you no know, Kubernetes, but this is more like legacy deployment. So there is no added value of have, running Kubernetes in the cloud because you mentioned AWS. If you run mm-hmm. Kubernetes on AWS, you will have to maintain all the security twice, right? So you have the you know the Kubernetes users, the AWS users, really somehow complicated to keep everything in sync without, uh, and and you still have to care about the Helm charts and all the stuff, and. Uh, if, if I run on on AWS, so uh, you know AWS Lambda is the is the with combined with Quarkus is just great, and the asynchronous li- Lambda is just Poja. Or um, if it's a, if it's older app, AWS um, ECS Fargate, for instance, right? So it's a way simpler mm-hmm. than Kubernetes and way cheaper. So what is your experience with yeah. that? Do you have particular opinion or? Well, you know, I've, I've got uh, um, uh, so first of all. Uh, it's, it's interesting that when I jo- when I got into the, this whole discussion about containers and everything, right? Kubernetes was not even in the picture, and so and for me, uh, one thing that the guys from Jalask had done was they made very very easy uh, for each for you know for each to have lots of containers and grow lots of containers. So actually, for for a long time, I was running my own cluster of Jalask, right? So instead of of actually have of running things in a, uh, in a Jalask provider. Was, I, I had my own cluster of Jalask, and that was completely awesome, right? Because I, I was able to, you know, I had I had a, a, a few very, very large machines, and, you know, so Jalask would do everything that Kubernetes does uh, uh, for me in a, in, a, in, a, in a much, much nicer and, you know, a much easier way. I was actually, you know, I was just like one person managing uh, this this cluster of several several machines and, 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 and had lots of customers running their workload and kind of, you know, automatically uh, um, uh, you know, balancing the load and creating new containers and all that. So so for me, uh, when Kubernetes came along, right, Kubernetes was was uh, the same thing that, you know, in a way, the same thing that Jalask J- J- servers were doing for me. Uh, but as you said, right, especially in the very beginning, in a much more complicated uh, way, right? Yeah. And so... Uh, and so basically, you know, at that time, what I was doing, I was just kind of running, uh, you know, I was running in 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 actually Microsoft Azure, right? So mm-hmm. uh, so I was just running, you know, uh, almost bare metal machines, right? There's nothing in it, just kind of just kind of running Jalask right on top of it, and uh, um, and so so for me, when Kubernetes came along, uh, it, it was interesting because you know Google, of course, Google uses it, right? Yeah. So that's so that's very powerful. And so now Kubernetes for me got a little bit more interesting when, when Red Hat became, you know, got OpenShift, right? Yeah. Because then OpenShift was a layer on top of Kubernetes and then made things a lot easier. And so, but yes, yeah, I totally agree with you. That, so, you know, today there's more tools, there's more ease of use. Um, that's, but but I, I, I agree with you. This, it's, you know, it's, it looks like very, very complex. Um, I actually had a friend of mine that, uh, you know, he, he said, oh, yes, you know, we're going to move. We're gonna implement our own Kubernetes server and everything. And I said, "Man, this is this is just kind of too complex, right? Why why don't you do for what you need, right? This yeah. this is overblown, right? So why why are you gonna use all that?" And then 
and, and and they're still i mean after i don't know like after a long time not, i'm gonna not get i don't I, you know it was that before the pandemic so at least for after after two years they still don't have a a a solution that's as easy as things that i was doing before right so yes i think that's Kubernetes is very interesting. I think that I love the fact that it's open source and allows lots of people uh, to participate and improve on top of it and, and create it. But I always worried about, you know, it's it I think look, for me, the way the way I see it is that Kubernetes is a Google size solution. Yeah. Right? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's it, it's what Google needs to to run, you know, millions of containers for me. Right, so I, yeah. I, what I want is just to run the container. So I, exactly. I, I want Google to take care of Kubernetes, right? Exactly. So and so, so that's what Jelask did for me. That's what Jelask two does for me, right? So they run it. You know, they have it's, it's not. I mean, you can even run Kubernetes on Jelask if you want to, but you know, but but they run the solution for me, so I can just run my containers, right? And so, I think that's that's uh, uh, for a lot of companies that might be very interesting because they want to. They want to run the infrastructure, and I would, you know, that's great. But uh, uh, depending on the size of what you're trying to do, and depending on, on on who you are, right? You just want to run the container, so you should leave. You know, it's it might be more interesting to leave the 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 the, the plumbing to someone else to take care of. Yeah, uh, I'm absolutely with you. And uh, the um, the uh, Google um, evangelist said that uh, Kubernetes is a platform, you know, to build to build platform was never meant to the end user, to be used with end users. Right. And I absolutely agree yeah. with you about OpenShift. I really like OpenShift. And mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, OpenShift is like usable Kubernetes. You know, it comes already with Docker registry and with the, with the load balancer and nice, you know, everything is nicely packaged. It's, it's more like a nicer Linux distribution and Kubernetes is right. like, you know, uh, Linux in, in, in source code, brutal. What, what is actually the Linux distribution where you had uh, compiled everything from scratch? I forgot, I forgot about that. I had a crazy consultant oh, this, this, who this, always, this, uh, you know, was, compiled everything from scratch and tried to convince me that uh, he will get, you know, his, you know, highly optimized distribution. I forgot actually what's the name of the Linux uh, operating yeah. system then. This is like a Kubernetes yeah, 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 I know. I know what you're talking about. I'm trying to remember here, but you know, yeah. I I personally uh, never, never, never did that either. No, right? no, no. So, I just watched the consultant the entire day compiling all the stuff. It's like you are crazy, you no? Know? Why, why don't download you know Red Hat or whatever and just go with it? No, he he tried to optimize everything. But um, yeah, I, th- I think I think I think th- I think there are different different uses for different things, right? So, you know, I do understand why people want to have full control of everything they're running and, and yeah but have he, the, he was the a consultant like me you know they were just right? he was he wanted to have more excited excitement right no yeah yeah but 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 you know, so so but, but one thing that i i think i think is interesting is the fact that you can do that i think that's important right so the fact mm-hmm. that you can run something Absolutely. out of the source code yeah. Yeah. and recompile everything i think that's important so yeah. so having someone that loves to do that doing it Sure. Guarantees for me that I don't have to do it yeah, yeah. because if I ever need, it's possible, right? Yeah, so, I, so for me, it's a, it's a lot about about this, about about knowing it is possible. Right? Absolutely. So, but he me, tried to example, convince me that I should also comp- recompile my operating systems. Okay, no way. You can do it. You know, if you enjoy it, just do it. But I would like to download my operating system. You know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know. So, so the, the way I the way I see this, um, you know, especially for the, for the cloud, right? So, and, and you talk about Java in the cloud. The way I always see is that uh, uh, you know, for me, 
the value of Java is it has always been, you know, the ability uh, um, to move to somewhere else, right? So that's for me. This was always the big thing. It does okay. not mean that I need necessarily to be running in all kinds of places, but it's just the ability to move to somewhere else. It's extremely important. So, so for example, I, for me, I, I apply this everywhere, right? So, if you're talking about different application servers, right, and the, if I if I have the ability of running, if I need to yeah. to run in another application server, I think that's very important. And so, same thing for the cloud for me. So, when when you know, I, I remember writing an article about the cloud many years ago. That one thing that I was always worried about is to have this this huge uh, uh, cloud providers that would just kind of be, you know, you know, we and, and actually this is true for Amazon today, right? So I mean, Amazon is is larger than you know the the next I mean, the next couple of competitors. As yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't yeah, know yeah. exactly the numbers now, but yeah. you know they're larger. So so when you have a vast majority of people in one provider. I think this is very, very scary, right? And not scary because that provider might do something wrong. It's just scary that uh, uh, there's a, that, that people think that they don't need to move, yeah, right? You no, know, for like me, Internet Explorer, right? Like, like Internet Explorer in the nineties. This is the problem, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so so when, when people when people think that they know they don't need to move. They start creating more and more, uh, uh, you know, systems that are more and more impossible to move, right? Yeah. You know, so for me, I have no problem that someone says, "Oh, yeah, but you know, I, I we are using Oracle database here, and and we we are using this functionality here that only has an Oracle database, or you know, I'm using this application server, and I'm using this functionality that only has on this application server, but it's one thing, mm -hmm. right? If I need to move, I'm going to have some work to remove that one thing, but once I have my whole system completely dependent on one uh, uh, solution, one infrastructure, and I cannot move, mm -hmm. I think that's very dangerous. I had a good friend of mine, Simon Phipps. Uh, he used to say that open source gives you the, the, the ability, uh, open source and open standards give you the ability of choosing again, right? Mm -hmm. so, so you choose once when you first started, and then several years down the road, there, you know, there's a different provider, a different solution, and then you have the ability of choosing again because you're not completely locked into one, one solution, right? And, and so for me, standards, the cloud was always dangerous in that regard. Standards also, for me, is an opportunity to be more lazy because you only learn the standard and you don't have to learn, mm -hmm. you know, the vendor-specific things. So this is why I was right. crazy, you know, about Java and Java E because mm -hmm. I knew what happens if Java E disappears, I will have to learn, mm -hmm. you know, the 50 different application servers, which is crazy. Right, or exactly. you just learn, you know, Java E really well, and then you can be productive in the matter of days, just switching between the right. providers. And the same is for the cloud, you know. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. But uh, what happened over time, this is also my observation, developers try to be completely independent from everything. And if mm -hmm. they added so many layers that the entire software became too complex, so what, what mm -hmm. I think, you have actually two possibilities to be successful. One is to, uh, to try to abstract well, you know, the critical mm -hmm. parts and introduce additional complexity. Or mm -hmm. you can skip all the layers and write that simple code, which uh, you will mm -hmm. have to migrate, but the migration is really simple. Mm -hmm. So this is yeah, like... Really simple. Yeah. Yeah, really the problem is that really simple when when you know you have just a, a few pieces, right? But you know when you have yeah, like you know 
you have hundreds of functions <laughs> running in one particular place that you cannot move to anywhere else, right? Mm -hmm. So then, then migration is not that 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 simple. Even even if the code itself is simple. Yeah. And uh, open source and, and Java is also interesting. Would have, would have for instance, uh, underestimate you know different uh, processor platforms, like for instance ARM mm -hmm. becomes more and more important, and uh, Java runs really well well on ARM. And it might, right. this was a big deal. If Java weren't you know open sourced, we we, we, mm -hmm. we would have a problem because uh, it would be harder you know to to compile or adopt Java to ARM CPUs, for instance. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I was I was watching a presentation from a good friend Bruno Borges oh, okay. uh, the other day, right? Yeah, and he was talking about you know how how uh, how how Microsoft to join you know the JCP, right? Actually, um, I was part of the when when they did the release, I, I wrote uh, something about it. So uh, you know, so so how how Microsoft uses Java and all of that, and he was he was showing that the the, the work that Microsoft did. Uh, to port uh, Java, I'm not sure if you're ARM. So, what was? I, I don't know. I'm not much a hardware guy, but M M1, the new Microsoft, yeah, the new yeah. Apple chip, yeah. is based on ARM, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So so the work that Microsoft did to port, uh, you know, to, to port and in, and in, and optimize uh, Java, the Open JDK to ARM, right? Actually, helped the work to do to to port uh, Java to M1, right? Okay. And so. Well, so I think I think that's very interesting that when, when you have an ecosystem of companies uh, working, you know, then those things become possible, right? And so, and I think that's and the good thing is that you know you you get the the Java VM running on M1, and now then suddenly everything that we ever did in Java, right? So it's it's available yep. in high performance in the new Apple chip, right? And yep. and I think that uh, we're we, we're going to see more and more of that happen. I, I, I'm not seeing. People thought in the, in the past that we would have like a consolidation and everyone's going to be Intel, right? But but that's not true. And I think that when Java uh, um, started, right, so, um, and you know there was a there was a reason for people to think that. But more and more, we have more chip manufacturing, uh, more possibilities. You know, you have uh, um, all the Nvidia chips, for example, doing doing you know. Uh, uh, you know, like video chips doing yeah. um, blockchain, right? It's like, yeah. so, so, you know, so you actually you actually need more and more uh, portability to be able to run everywhere. Actually, you know, this is a pity with Sun. If Sun wouldn't die a little bit later, maybe now they would have no more po uh, possibility or opportunity to create a custom chips again, you know? Now it would be the time to, yes. because with, you know, uh, uh, Sun's excellent uh, possible, you know, um, quality of the chips. Now they could, you know, manufacture ARM or whatever. Of course, no, no, these Spark chips maybe not. But you know, if they were a little bit more open, I, yeah. even there, they well, no, remember back then, the Niagara servers were also, you know, very, uh, very energy efficient, and they started, you know, to to investigate in this area. But then, you know, uh, Oracle bought them, and now I, I think there are Spark chips are not more, no more that interesting. I, I, don't think you can yeah that's that's an interesting thing you know sun uh, i'm not sure you know as i said i'm not a harder guy i'm not sure exactly what their project went on but sun actually open sourced the the designs yeah. and you know of, of spark right yeah so no so that that could be an interesting thing really right so that i'm, I'm not so, even yeah, sure i mean this this, this this sun's chips are not were not arm chips but uh if sun were a little bit open they could actually use arm because arm is just architecture you know and and create their own service again based on arm I mean, right. this could be it could be interesting, yeah. right? Just just a random idea right now. 
Uh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, interesting. You know, you know, you know now, now that, that that brings me to an interesting thing, right? Because Sun was an awesome um, tech company, right? So, mm-hmm. You know, focused on technology and all that. But Sun was not was not very good at selling, right? Yeah. And, really bad, actually. And so, yeah. sorry. Really bad at selling, actually. Really bad. Yeah, really bad at selling. Exactly. I tried so, to so buy Sun a Sun workstation in Germany, and there was no, no, no possibility to to sell it <laughs> or to buy it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and oh, and, and you know, I have so many stories on yeah. on on the background on how that things went. But uh, um, so so one thing. So so for me, that was a lesson I learned, right? Because you know, I was a, I was an evangelist at Sun, and and for me, uh, exactly. I always had the mm-hmm. idea that that an evangelist should not sell anything, right? The evangelist should just kind of be promoting free stuff and, and you know, just kind of, just kind of getting, you know, uh, 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 on, just kind of doing good feel, good feel kind of thing, right? And and now I actually, you know, from that experience from Sun and other experience that I had, especially, you know, uh, uh, kind of failing my company uh, because I was not a good, a good salesperson, right? So, uh, I really learned that that uh, being able to sell, right? It's it's a it's an important skill yeah. that we developers should have, right? No, yeah, absolutely. We, are, we, we should be able to sell ideas. We should be able to sell projects. We should be able to sell ourselves, right? Yeah. And so a lot of, a lot of time, I thought that selling is this, the process of you know forcing you to give me money, right? But the reality is that selling is this whole effort that we do. To get the other person to to do something good for them, right? So to, act, to take action on something that's important for them. Yeah. So that that's another, that was another like an eye opener for me in terms of a career, is how important it is for us, even when we're technical, even when we're developers, uh, how how important it is for us to have those other skills, right? So selling, negotiation, those are very very important things. And a lot of developers want to build their own companies or want to launch their own startups, for example. Uh, or they want to, they want to create their own open source projects or their own YouTube channel, and all of those things, man, involves a lot of selling. And so we should learn, you know, that's that's one thing that I learned from from Sun. You know, Sun was when you say if Sun would survive a little longer, yeah, but you know, there was a a, ve- a very very strong mentality that all we need to do is do, <laughs> and then everything else is going to happen. But that's not how it works. Yeah, suicidal tendencies a little bit, right? Uh, at some <laughs> back then. Um, right. uh, what's actually your take on on scripting language like Python? They are also portable. Are you doing something with Python? You like Python? I'm just asking you. Well, uh, no, I, I do very little Python, right? Yeah, so, I also, I also know, don't like Python, yeah. but if you think about Python, it becomes also popular. It's also very portable, completely different approach, mm-hmm. right? It's slower than Java. You have format everything, so uh, <laughs> but. Um, uh, Seems like also interesting language. So I also I do very little with Python, but um, I was just curious to know about your take on it. Another thing regarding yeah, no, my- I regarding Python. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I think I think that this the the you know Python, you know for me, um, um, all those languages that make it easier for people to to start doing what they need to do, I think mm-hmm. they're all awesome, right? You know, I yeah. love for me, you know, programming language in general. Um, Although most of what I do is in Java, but but you know, for me, programming languages are always interesting, especially if they allow people to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those languages um, are are you know, Python is an example, right? So the whole thing about machine learning, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Python has all the all uh, great libraries for doing lots of lots of cool things around machine learning. And I love the fact that that more people can do it, right? Mm-hmm. 
because, you know, because the way the language is and everything. But what, what I see a lot of times is that once you get those things into, uh, into production, right? Once you get those things into, uh, you know, they have to be more reliable. They have to be more performance. You know, that's when there is a, there's a room for, uh, for Java to enter those markets, right? Because, because, exactly. you know, Java can actually get all those things and make it very performance and can be, can make, you know, and so I'm looking forward to, to, to the time when, uh, um, when, you know, when everyone is doing machine learning, everyone is doing artificial intelligence, and then we got to put these things in production, uh, to be very performance. And that, that, that's where, that's when I think Java is going to shine, uh, whenever we're ready for it. Absolutely. But, but mean this AI is, more or less, I wouldn't say boring, but what happens? You train mm -hmm. the model, then you get a jar and run it. Yeah, right? This is less exciting as you may, may think. You may, I mean, this is like you have enough data, data and from the data, uh, you get mm -hmm. some code, jar, let's say. Mm -hmm. So you, you mm -hmm. use the jar and call it, and you get you know the decision uh, back, and, right. and, 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 and it's done. Right, <laughs> I mean there is yeah yeah yeah. I mean this is not like of course you have to you know to tune the parameters and everything, but it's not like uh, uh, Star Wars, you know. <laughs> it's more like right. <laughs> it's more like you know and 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 bo including and boring uh, API and 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 just um, yeah seeing whether it works. So uh, regarding Microsoft, because you mentioned Microsoft uh, several times. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. this is a great transformation the company did, right? So uh, I had a, a, yes. a conversation with Martin uh, Fairburg, I think. Now mm -hmm. it's pronounced perfectly. It's a Dutch name. Uh, Martin Fairburg, you know. Uh, Fairburg, you know the guy. Yeah. London oh, Java oh. user group. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I know Martin a lot. But, you know, but, 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 you know you, you're, you're pronouncing his name much better than I would ever, ever pronounce Because so I did a podcast that. with him and I practiced a lot, you know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Ed Burns, and now Antonio Goncalves, they are working all for Microsoft mm -hmm. right now, and yes. uh, and and I mean this is like uh, Sun number two, right? Sun Microsystems number two at Microsoft. What happens is they are investing a lot in Java, uh, mm -hmm. which is crazy because even you know I don't know whether you remember the first time Microsoft was at Java one. There was a huge booth, or uh, yeah, it was Java one or, or Code one. And uh, they say, no, uh, Microsoft loves Linux and uh, Microsoft loves Java, the stickers. And I visit them mm -hmm. and I had that conversation with them and I couldn't believe what I see. You know, so what, what they are doing here? And it was strange. I mean, what happens? And, uh, and, but, I mean, they behave really well, right? I mean, they, uh, they invest a lot. Uh, they, uh, they, they promote Java, Visual Studio Code support Java. You know, the Visual Studio Code plugin is from Microsoft. Um, with with great support in in, in in Visual Studio Codes, I would say it's an interesting company right now, right? Yes, yeah, no, I I got involved with Microsoft, um, uh, you know, when they, they they're starting their their Java uh, effort, right? So I, I I was invited to come to one of their builds uh, events, right? Mm -hmm. And and I had a conversation with the, with, with the Java team that they were putting together, uh, actually. Uh, together with me on the same event, we we, we traveled together, me and Adson Yanaga. And Adson went on to actually do uh, um, a, a work with Microsoft to to kind of uh, um, how to deploy Java applications on Azure, mm -hmm. right? And so Adson recorded several videos on uh, for Microsoft to, to to teach Java developers to do that. And they've come a long way, man. Mm -hmm. You know, they've done actually. Bruno, in this presentation I was, I was watching from Bruno last week. Uh, he said that you know they they have 
uh, 500,000 Java VMs mm-hmm. running on Azure, mm-hmm. not counting the customer containers. You know, just, 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 that's just for Microsoft, right? So, oh. um, and so that's, that's like huge and totally amazing, right? So, so I agree with you. I think that's, that Microsoft did a, did a, a big change, not only in terms of Java, right? So I think in terms of open source, um, I had a, I had a good friend of mine that's, that's, uh, you know, he tried to actually hire me for, for, for Microsoft, but it just didn't work out. Um, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to, to give up my company. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, exactly. um, but, but, you know, he was saying like, we are not hiring, um, um, Microsoft people anymore. We're just hiring open source and Java people right now. So, and so, and, and I think that that's, you know, I think, I think that's Microsoft's a very pragmatic company, right? And, and I think that's the went where the customer need to be, you know, the clouds, Java is very, as you said, right? So you can talk about Java is not ready for the cloud. It's the other way around, right? Yeah, yeah, so when Microsoft absolutely. viewed Azure, they needed Java, right? Because a lot of the customers were, you know, they wanted to use Azure. They were Java, you know, they were running Java, right? So if, if you have a cloud environment, if you don't have big support for Java, you're toasted, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what Amazon does. Amazon has a big, it's a big Java player. Actually, Amazon is supporting uh, all kinds of Java builds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, James Gosling works for Amazon. Yeah. What, what else can we say, right? Yeah. Actually, Amazon was, was just elected for the, for the, the seat in the Java, in the JCP and Java community process, right? So, um, and Microsoft joined the Java community process now. So I think that's, you know, this, for me, this whole notion that Java brings is the whole idea um, that Sun would talk a lot is the competition, right? So we we cooperate yeah. on the standard, we cooperate on the on the VM, and then we compete for the customers, right? And I think this is so powerful, and and you know, and I think that the more we see this happening, the the, the more glad I am that we were actually able to uh, open source Java when the time that we did, and that's you know that Java came out on on, on the scene the time they did because. It's, it, it really makes a big, a big difference. What's also interesting is you know, many of the great people working right for different clouds, they all started at Sun, many of them. This is like, you know, many the them, yes. core team at Sun just exploded into different clouds. So it's actually interesting to watch, you know. Um, yes. Yeah, I yeah, know Sun, Sun, Sun was in a way uh, um, a little bit as, as Xerox Spark, right? So you yeah. know, Sun created all this great technology yeah. and then disappeared, right? And that's, and then, and then everyone had to go somewhere else in the industry. Yeah. And there's so many interesting people everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. They're actually, uh, um, you know, that that started at Sun or they work at Sun by the time the the Sun was acquired. And what uh, also something interesting happens right now, uh, obviously, is at Apple because you know Aaron Gupta works for something on open source on Apple. Uh, I know Red Hat people also uh, working something on Apple and open source related. So interesting what they are doing. You know, <laughs> we have to talk. Yeah, about. You know. because uh, yes. they, they are working on something and it seems to be open source. So uh, we have to rethink and see what happens there. Yeah, no. Let let me tell you one thing about open source, right? So I, I had a friend of mine the other day, I mean, a couple, few few years ago, and he said, he told me, Bruno, my biggest dream in my life is to, uh, it's to work for Disney, right? Oh, okay. And I said, oh man. And I asked him, I said, is this is this a childhood thing, or you really want to work for Disney? Right? Yeah. I mean, which one? Is, he said, well, I don't know. I never thought about this. I I think I really want to work for Disney. And so I said, okay, so let's work for Disney right now. And so we yeah. went on. And search for open source at Disney, mm-hmm. and man, I'll tell you what. Just looking at the page 
of the open source projects that Disney runs. I'm like, I also want to work for Disney. Right? It's such it's such amazing <laughs> project, right? And so, and so, and I think this is the cool thing about open source is that you know really everyone is doing open source in some form or another, right? So mm -hmm. you can actually work for anyone you want in the planet by just joining the open source projects. And and it's like you know, isn't is this an amazing opportunity to work with the best developers in the planet? And so, uh, so so I really think that. When you see Apple and Microsoft and, and, you know, those big players kind of embracing this whole idea of open source, but it's not only them, right? It's everyone. You know, if you want to work on, on, on anything, you know, if you want to work for, I don't, I'm not, not going to name companies here that I don't, I, I didn't look for the open source, but if you want to work on aerospatial or yeah. on cars, if you want to work on games, yeah. if you want to work on, on absolutely anything in, in the world, right? You can find a big company. Uh, that that the company you want to work for, and you find their, their open source product, either ones they're using or the ones they're creating, right? And then you can really get involved with any of that, right? So, and and by the way, uh, when, when talking to 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 a lot a lot of friends of mine hiring developers and hiring people for for very high stake projects, and they say, look, the first place we look is our open source code, right? So we we look who is working on it, yeah. we look who is doing this. And we want to hire those people uh, because we trust them already because we're already running their code. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's such a big opportunity for every developer to go work in anything they want, right? So if you're interested in artificial intelligence, if you're interested in languages, if you're interested in compilers, anything you're interested in, I can guarantee you that you can find a very, very big company that are using or developing important open source projects. And they want you there, right? Yeah. It's just a matter of you volunteer, you know, a few hours a week to start working on their project. You can work on this today and 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 be hired to work on this full time if you want to. What um, we should be a little bit careful uh, because what also happens, it, it 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 starts a little bit to shift. So what I observe are new startups are no more open source. I know what the observatory as well, you know. Uh, and this started right. maybe with, you know, the uh, Redis uh, license changes and Elastic li license changes. So well. there was there was uh, lots of, you know, uh, angel, angel investors or Snowflake is no more open source. You know, you know, like the, the how to call it, the unicorn companies. So mm -hmm. right now it is fashionable not to be open source. But the problem a bit is, you know, uh, the trust. So if you have an open source mm -hmm. product, Larger companies can say, okay, in worst case, I have the source code, do something about that. But uh, right. if there is no source code, it's a little bit harder. So, on the other way, Amazon, for instance, they open source, you know, there is AKS anywhere, ECS, so you can actually get the source code and run it in house to, uh, to you know, to, right. to, to, to get more trust. So, this is interesting, you know, what happens mm -hmm. that right now, right now, for some startups, it's fashionable not to be open source. So, this is also my observation. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but I think there's a, there's there's two different ways of looking at this, right? So when when you do when you're a startup, basically what you're trying to do is that you're you're trying to to get a new idea into the world, right? And yeah. you're trying to show that you have something different. And so one way for you to convince your investors that that you have something different, and and, I, and I've gone through this, right? So I you know I I, I raise a, a reasonable amount of money for investors, and there was something that. That they would they would ask all the time, right? So, is that what is what is the thing that you have that's uniquely yours, right? So, mm -hmm. so that's why those startups are, are are trying to you know to have their their own code that's only them they have their own intellectual property that's only they have. 
But the reality is that even when they have something that they the only they have, right? They're building this on top of a lot of open source yeah, things, sure, right? Sure, yeah. And so, and so basically, because because it makes no sense for me, you know, all I want to do is, is add this one idea that yeah, no one absolutely. else have. Mm-hmm. But why why I'm gonna build everything? It makes no sense. So so they build on top of open source and they add this little thing, and then sometimes they have to change open source code so so they actually get what they want, and then. All of these is open source anyway, right? So mm-hmm. you know, so 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 I, I do understand why startups do that, but I think that the amount of new stuff they're doing, it's marginal compared yeah. to the amount of things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even, yeah, if even if, if it runs on Linux, it's already marginal. You know, even if you exactly. use exactly. use Linux and then <laughs> right. then forget it, right? And if you have a uh, Linux and Git, is almost you know is like you know negligible. Regardless of what you are doing, you are you are contributing a half percent. But still, you know, exactly. this is, yeah, interesting. Yeah, but, 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 but I do understand. I do understand that there is cycles, right? So, for example, yeah. you, you're saying that Amazon is open sourcing some of this stuff, and that's great. But, you know, they didn't start it by open sourcing it, right? So, exactly. they, you know, so people people end up open sourcing things uh, when when they see the value of open sourcing. And, and I, I do understand that when you, you start very early on, it's, it might not seem very interesting to open source because, you know, uh, uh, because you might think, well, no one else is doing this. It's just me. So why would I open? Why, why you know, I why I'm gonna open to other people to do it? Because it's, it's, if it's just me, mm-hmm. right? And then at the same time, right? You know, when you don't really know what you're doing, right? It's, it's you know, it makes no sense for you to open source it. And so, so I do understand why those, especially startups, would start with non-open sourcing things. But you know, if you think about from from the point of view of the developer, you know, that's Look, look, Adam, one thing that I always say is the following, right? I do understand that companies have business reasons to not do open source. I do understand that. I have no problem with that. I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's, it's, it, I, I don't believe in forcing people to do, to, to have this one, only one model of doing things. So I do understand that companies and, and, you know, might have business reasons to not want to go open source, but there's no reason for a developer, right, to not be interested in open source because yeah, of look, course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Open source is the way to develop software in a, in a network society, right? Open source is the way for you to meet and work on the top project with the top developers in the world. So there's no reason for you that listen to this here for us that you think, oh, open source is not for me. Oh, no, no. You know, your company might not see open source as valuable. You know, uh, your 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 uh, even even your your own way of making money, right? You know, uh, mm-hmm. as a consultant, you might not see open source as a, as a valid, valuable thing. But for you as a developer, there's no reason for you to, to see open source as your enemy, because it's it's only going to be enemies, uh, good. Yeah, and and put it the other way, um, it it doesn't hurt, right? So, um, uh, for right. instance, I'm um, uh, on I think a few a few days ago. I uh, open source. I just put on GitHub. I wouldn't call it open source. I just uh, published something, and this is a small right. template mm-hmm. I used for AWS Lambda with Quarkus and MicroProfile. And my thinking is, um, if I'm if I'm not doing this open source, I will have to maintain the source code somewhere, right? So what I would do, I would have on my my private repo, and uh, there is a Git repository. I will have commit something, and uh, the only difference is there will be no push to GitHub. 
Right. Now, the problem I have with it, of course, is um, I could accidentally push it to GitHub if it's not open source, right? Because it could happen. <laughs> and uh, right. I have to think about this, you know, to, 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 to keep, you know, this project separately from the other projects. And, um, and what I did, I said, okay, there is nothing customer-specific, so I extracted this. There's nothing specific, you know, to, to, to my freelance work. And um, mm -hmm. so I, I, I cleaned it a little bit up and then open-sourced that, and I'm maintaining it now in GitHub. And mm -hmm. if I start a new project for my clients, so I pick this thing and say, look, this is what I'm using as a baseline. You can modify it or not. But this, for me, is a way easier. Mm -hmm. And what happened already, you know, people ping me and say, what is it and uh, uh, how it works? And, and uh, is this, uh, for instance, at the AHXTV two hours ago, uh, someone asked me a question, can we have, you know, multiple JAXA REST endpoints, like REST endpoints on a single Lambda? So I remember the project. I just fired it up, deployed that. So I look, it works. So it was way easier for me because it's open source. So I would say, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, as an open source as a default, so there is no downside, you know. You get your code back up something in GitHub. So it's very easy to mm -hmm. use. You get the entire infrastructure for free. And I wouldn't mm -hmm. call it open source. It's my like using public infrastructure. And maybe you get some benefit because uh, someone will right. find you. You get a job opportunity. Do you, you have a reference maybe for, for later, right? And, 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 right? and not keeping it open source is a little bit harder because uh, you will have to keep the source code somewhere, right? So... Uh, Right. So yeah, yeah. One one thing we got to be careful sometimes is is you know is is my code being available on GitHub and my code being open source, right? Because exactly. you know if you if just the code is available on GitHub, then if I go there and I download your code, does not mean that I can use it or yeah. that I can modify it, right? It's just because it's just available, right? So I think I think that the biggest benefit the open source gives us is that it specifically has a license that says ah, yes, okay. you can use that, right? And so that's that's the trust. You know, so so if I'm gonna get some piece of code from you, and you know I trust you, right? But I'm gonna get a piece of code and put in my company, then my company is gonna ask where this piece of code come from, right? Yeah. So like, do we have the rights to use yeah. this, right? And then I say, oh yeah, it's, it's from Adam, it's my friend of mine, right? That okay. doesn't work. Uh, okay, <laughs> then a question to you because um, I like the MIT license because it sounds nice. Mm -hmm. So what I what I right. what I published uh, recently is almost everything MIT. What, what would right. be from your point of view the best license? To, to open source snippets of code if you don't care. So I'm everyone well, can use yeah. whatever you can do with my code whatever you like. Which which license would you suggest now? Yeah, I, th I think I think that there is um, you know there there are some licenses there that like you know just just I don't care. MIT is a, is, is an example of that, right? Okay, it's a license that says okay I don't care. Just just use my code anywhere yeah. you want and and that's okay. Um, you know the problem with, with 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 license like this is that it still has one problem, right? Because a lot of companies start using uh, to, you know, as a way to kind of circumvent uh, open source, right? It was to start using patents, right? So that's that was a big yeah. problem. I'm not sure how big the problem it is those days, but you know, yeah. and so so if, if so if you like this type of this type of license and to to give away, I, I love the Apache license, right? Because the Apache license has the patent provisions, right? Okay. And so, 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 so it's a little bit more complex. The license is a little bit more complex, but it, you know, it's, it's. We, we like to, to use this the term that's the gift from Apache, right? You know, okay. because because Apache license, it's just a gift, right? So use any way you want, and you know, and 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 I mean, I'm not gonna claim any any uh, patents against you or anything like this. So it's, it's kind of it's it's really a, a gift, right? So you know. 
so, so I think so I like a lot of the, the Apache license because okay. of that. But Apache is uh, a little bit more restrictive, right? Because MIT, I don't have declare. I think that uh, I'm using MIT software in Apache. I have to, right? This, this is, I think, one of the differences. I'm not a lawyer, but uh, I think the MIT. Now, yeah. Yeah, I know. Look, yeah, you know, there, there is, there is, uh, uh, you know, you, you have, you have to give some kind of attribution. Yeah, right? exactly. And I think, you know, yeah, I, I agree with you, right? But you know, the problem is that. Uh, um, you know, if if I, mean, I I can provide a a a piece of code that is like that's open source, but since I didn't give you the patent permission, right? I can come later on and say, you yeah. know what, you're infringing my patent. So so that's it's a little less secure. But you know, for you, uh, if you know, since you're not going to be claiming any any patent issue to anyone, right? So so I mean, I, I don't think it makes a, such a big difference. But only against you know, your companies. Code, uh, all so others are safe, not your company. You know. So this is why we're talking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, but if 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 you if you're gonna, if you're going to use the code from someone, right? I mm -hmm. kind of prefer to use the Apache code. Okay. I think I think it's a, I think it's a little bit better. Yeah, interesting uh, insight. Uh, interesting insight. I thought you know that like the MIT is like uh, the more the most permissive, but uh, I was not aware of the patent issue. So what you are saying is. If I would use, you know, the Apache license, the other companies are safer because I cannot sue them, right? And with MIT, I could still uh, try, you know, to, to apply my patent, whatever tactics. Right. Okay, interesting. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so that's that's something that's something for discussion. I'm not a, law, a lawyer either. But no, yeah, not. But uh, interesting to think about. Yes. So maybe uh, yeah. I will back to Apache so, the next next time. It doesn't okay. matter for me yeah. because my my project you know, are like no like nothing but uh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and you know what? Uh, look, I, I really don't think that attribution is such a big problem, right? You know, just kind of. Uh, no, but you mean, know, uh, even, yeah, even, even not if, at all. Yeah, even, yeah, even, even in, in, in cell phones, right? You know, in little apps, right? You, you, there's a place to say, you know, oh, click here to find the license they will use, right? So, that's, sure. I mean, that's not, yeah. But anyway, uh, um, I think this, so, 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 uh, um, The one thing that's that's uh, for me, I always love the not only the license but also the philosophy behind the Apache, right? So the philosophy mm -hmm. that that we are building something common, right? And everyone should have uh, uh, equal rights, right? Basically, base that base that, that's what I think about the Apache license, right? So, you know, uh, um, uh, I, I I know. Uh, um, that uh, uh, you know, some companies have abused the, the GPL mm -hmm. uh, by yeah. because you know because because the person that owns the code right has more rights than mm -hmm. than than other people right. So I think that's that's a, that's a problem, you know. And so uh, uh, so for me, I think that Apache license is more like a level playing field, right? Where okay. where everyone has access to the code, everyone can do everything with the code they want to. So cool. that's great. And last question. What, what people in Brazil do Christmas? Is there specific traditions or what's how it looks like? Oh yeah, Christmas Christmas in Brazil is interesting, right? Because it's hot. Yeah. Right. But Santa Claus, Santa Claus is two wears very heavy coats. Yeah. And even and, in Brazil, you know, and, and the yeah, and the, and, and 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 the Christmas trees is decorated with, you know, I mean, look, you know, the Christmas trees is decorated with snow and all this kind of things. So it's kind of it's kind of weird. Now yeah. one thing. One thing that we one thing that we decided so so I, I love Christmas trees by the way right yeah. so that's one thing I love to do yeah. and uh, and I and and so uh, I always had you know so so when we moved to a house right we we did this in an apartment but it was it was too messy 
so so when we moved to a house, we started having like real Christmas trees, right? Yeah. And so, um, and so then we, we were, you know, we were buying pine trees and, mm-hmm. and, and, and using them as Christmas trees and all that. And so that, you know, we did that like two years, but, but one thing that really bothered me was that, you know, by the end of Christmas, I would plant the, the, the pine tree, right? And, and mm-hmm. they would, it would die, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, as to this day, I have a zombie. Uh, pine tree in my in my backyard because <laughs> it's, it did die, but but it didn't leave either, right? So yeah. it still has like you know just a, just a tiny little bit of green, yeah. And but it never died, but it didn't really really uh, <laughs> okay. It's kind of a zombie state. But anyway, well, so so for me it was very sad, right? Because you know the the guys get those huge trees and they cut all the all the. The, the roots in a way that you cannot plant them later, right? Yeah. So so I changed this. So we start we start saying instead of buying pine trees, we start buying fruit trees, right? So we go and we buy you know sm- small fruit trees and we buy two or three of them and we, we merge them together and kind of make a Christmas tree out of that. And then as soon as Christmas is over, we plant those trees. So now I have in my backyard. I have you know like a a couple of dozen trees okay. that were past Christmas trees and now they're, you know, now they're growing and giving fruits and all that. So that's, that's a print. That's, a, that's like a, I'm not saying like the Brazilian tradition, but by, cool by any means, but it became a family, a family tradition. Now. But uh, <laughs> what fruits, which, which, kind? Oh, we have lots, right? So, yeah. So, so, so one, one that we have many is, is the, the lime ones. Limes mm-hmm. are, 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 you know, they, 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 they are pretty tall, right? So even by the small, they are tall. And so they, they kind of end up being be, be the backbone of the, the Christmas tree. But we have all kinds of things, all, all kinds of berries and mangoes okay, cool. and, and, and oranges. And, and we even had one, one year we had this, just, just to get to do the, the, the bottom part of the, the Christmas tree, just kind of have more, more leaves in the bottom. We bought one that's like a Japanese uh, mm-hmm. orange, right? Okay. So it's like a tiny little orange that you can eat. With with the, with with the the peel and everything, right? Just kind of, you know. But it's it's, a, it's an orange, so we have that one. So you know, we have all kinds of trees, uh, okay, all kinds of fruit fruit trees that started their lives as Christmas trees. Right? Interesting. Two things. Two last things. So first, uh, this is a decorative pattern. What you did with Java, you know, you decorated. You know, to, now it looks like a Christmas tree with fruit trees. <laughs> right. And the second one is. Oh, uh, by the way, by the way, it has Java in my tree, right? Because I do have, uh, you know, uh, uh, from the sun time. We, uh, I, I receive like a, a kit of, of Java Christmas, uh, 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 you know, like little balls, Christmas ball, balls, right? Okay. I don't know. Just, you call Christmas balls? Is that what yeah. you call, yeah. call them? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I had a, so I have this, this bunch of, of, you know, Duke in one side, Java logo in the other yeah, side. Cool. Uh, so, so my, my Christmas trees always always have Java in it. <laughs> yeah, this this is very good. Uh, I, I already thought you have a coffee tree, you no, know, with the Java beans. This was, uh, this would be, you no, know, the hit. Oh. Yeah, no, you you gotta come to my house one day, man, because because this place where we, where we are right now, I, you know, looks like in the past it was some kind of coffee plantation, right? Okay. Because we had hundreds of coffee trees here. Okay. I mean, all growing in the middle of the trees, right? Yeah, this is Java. So, this is Java Town where we are living right now. Yeah. So so so, no, so I mean here my my backyard. So so when it comes to to, to time for coffee, right? So you know we have all kinds of. All kinds of coffee tree. I mean, I don't even know if the coffee is any good. We, we, we sometimes we, we we grounded that one, right? Just just to just because just for fun. But you know, yeah. So we have we have um, actually I have 
I have coffee bean trees so close to my to my house that I can just open the window and pick up some coffee from. Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> and and the second thing I wanted to say, what you did from privacy is not very good because uh, if someone is in your house and counts the trees, they will know how old you you are. You know, because you 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 planted <laughs> oh, yeah. e every year, you know, one one tree and, or multiple fruit trees, and that this so, might be a so problem. So that's the point, because 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 what we do is that we buy enough trees to actually make like a. You know, because they're they're young trees, right? Yeah. So they're they're not very big, right? So so we buy different ones so we can actually make like a like with with lots of leaves to actually look like a, a Christmas tree. Okay. So some years some years we buy two, some years we buy three. There was one year that oh, we bought okay. four. So if you just if you just count it, you're not gonna know how, oh, how very old good. I am. So were, you you are very smart, <laughs> of course. You are a developer. So Bruno, thank you. It was a pleasure. I would right. like to reinvite you back, you know, next year or in two years, and uh, just resync cool. again. And, um, right. So, so wait, 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 wait. Let me let me just finish here with one more Christmas tradition that I that I love. Right. So, okay. there's the guys from Java Advent, right? So Java Advent Calendar. Yeah. So I've been participating with them uh, uh, for many years now. And you know, if if, you, if 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 everyone does listen to us, if you don't participate, so because look, look, Adam. There's one thing that I, uh, although Brazil is a very, um, you know, it's a it's a very religious country. There's one tradition that you guys have in Europe that we don't have here. Right. So it's this whole notion of the the advent calendar, right? Yeah. So you know, every time I travel to to Europe, I I buy what well, you know, I I I bought like a Lego, Lego advent uh -huh. calendar, uh -huh. I bought like a Playmobil advent calendar in the past, right? Yeah. Where where you know every day you get like a little gift or something yeah. like this. And I, so so for me, I love this tradition that you guys have. We don't have that here. But for uh, for me, uh, uh I the way I live that tradition is by participating in the Java advent calendar. So if you mm -hmm. listen to us here you know, you go to javaadvance.com uh, and, you know, it's an awesome, uh, every year they have like, you know, one uh, Java article for every day of the advance. So that's an awesome tradition that we all should follow. And you should write, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you are, you, if, you, if you wrote for that, Adam, but whoever's listening to us here, you should volunteer to write an article next year or just go there and share it, you know. It's lots, lots of great authors, and, and that's a great Christmas tradition right there. What I remember is they asked me for a screencast, and I did it. But this was not this year; okay, it was last cool. year. So they asked me something, and I recorded a screencast. What, what I remember, and uh, then send them a link or something like this. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Yeah, so no, so no, uh, we are all. Where, where are the guys and, from? Actually, uh, I forgot about that. He's from Europe, right? The. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, as as we talking before, right? So we. We know so many people from yeah, events, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. I will have to, to investigate from, it right? because it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, where people can yeah. find you? Do you have some rev to your companies? All your companies, you know, all the list of hundreds of companies. You are you you you. No, no, no. So, so, so I think so. So, can I give a gift for free? Yeah, for sure. Everyone? All right. So, so that's that's the best way for you to find me is to to get a free gift from me, right? So, I I wrote a a, a little book that's called the Best Developer Year. Mm -hmm. And right now that we're in December is the best moment of that for you to get that book. So if you go to jav.mn slash best year, right, you, you're gonna get for free uh, this little book that's gonna help you plan and have an amazing year next year. So so when you do that, you're not only gonna get a book, book for free, but also you're gonna get um, uh, an email from me and just reply to that email. And I can help you in your career for anything that you want to do. You know, that's that's what I do most of my time is actually help people uh, improve their careers. And just answering your question, I'm BR Java Man everywhere, right? So on Twitter, on Facebook, on 
on uh, Instagram, everywhere. Br Java Man, just 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 find me there, and 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 I work with you on your career. You're perfect. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Man, it was great. Thanks a lot for 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 having this conversation. I love this the, the thing that you do here. You know, just having this open conversation with people, and I think this is one thing that we can do to actually get closer together and and you know and actually give a little little glimpse to to the developers out there that friendship matters and that's you know we 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 are better developers when we we become better friends so thanks very much for that thanks for the opportunity um i love to be here thank you